Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Tuesday morning, everybody. Glad to see you. And uh, as a train, actually, I don't think you guys can hear it, but a train is rolling by the house. And man, there there aren't many better better sounds than that right there. So glad you guys are with me this morning. Of course, I am Michael Borky, and uh, today we're talking baseball. A couple of different things. Who's got the toughest regional? Because that's been a point of contention uh, since the pairings were announced yesterday is uh, who's got it tougher and why. We'll talk about that. And also, we talked to both Chris Limonis and Mike Bianco and Scott Barry. Uh, but Southern Miss is, I mean, the answer uh, is very easy. They're doing their normal weekend rotation, game one, game two, and beyond. They're going to approach it how they approach every weekend. A little bit different story for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. We talked to Chris Limonis and Mike Bianco yesterday, and they gave a little insight of what they're thinking. And is it the right move? Is it not the right move? I'm going to have to speculate wildly because they didn't they didn't really answer the questions. <laughs> so we're going to speculate a little bit here this morning. Uh, but I do want to start with this. Uh, I, I saw uh, this morning that uh, Stan Horton, uh, according to, to Twitter, and there's no reason, abs- I mean, absolutely no reason not to believe this is the case, but I did see on Twitter um, – that uh, Stan Horton has uh, has passed away, and and for those of you that may not know Stan, uh, big time Mississippi State fan, loved uh, loved his Bulldogs, and um, was a, an avid consumer of media in this state. So um, while while I have not myself actually met Stan Horton in person, um, he did follow me on Twitter and, and listen to the shows and stuff like that, and, and all of our interactions uh, were just. Uh, nothing but just pleasant, and he was really supportive. And just you, you know how you can tell sometimes, even though you have yet to to meet somebody, but if you interact with each other online, you can just tell how good of a person he is. Um, that's the feeling I got uh, with Stan, and seeing um, a lot of the personal stories that people have about him just really confirms what I thought the whole time. Um, but sadly, according to a lot of people on Twitter, Stan has passed away. And, uh, um, of course, lift up prayers to, to his family uh, in this time of this difficult time. Um, sadly, I never got the chance to, to meet him, but our interactions were, were just nothing but he, su- supportive and positive. And uh, he just he loved sports. He, he loved his Bulldogs and um, seemed to be a really, really, really good dude. And so. Uh, if you know Stan, if you're familiar with him uh, or have just seen him online, as a lot of people have, um, lift up a prayer this morning for his family because um, I was I was really sad to see that. Uh, that's a name I knew. I mean, right away, it's a name I knew. Um, and uh, very, very sad. So um, just just wanted to start with that because I know a lot of you have, have seen him or, or interacted with him or know him personally, of course. And um just awful, awful, awful news. And um, 
please uh, just, again, lift a prayer up to uh, his family. So on the baseball front, oh, I also, um, before we get into the actual baseball conversation, I do want to remind you that this uh, is on YouTube. Just my name right there. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, Also, this is uploaded in podcast form. So if you're watching on Periscope or on Facebook, uh, this does get uploaded in podcast form every day. Michael Borky or Mike in the morning, wherever you get your podcast, should turn up results. Hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review if you don't mind. So the conversation yesterday <laughs> was centered around who has the toughest regional. Who's got the toughest regional? Because the draw, as you guys know, uh, obviously came out yesterday And that's the first thing everybody does when the regional draws are announced. The first thing that gets talked about is who's got the toughest regional, who doesn't, and, you know, around and around and back and forth we go. As you know, Ole Miss got a fairly difficult draw. In fact, it's one of the more difficult draws, I think, in the tournament. I think Tennessee's is uh, also pretty tough. Um, In fact, I think Tennessee should, should be much madder considering where they are. Uh, as opposed to Ole Miss, about their regional draw. Tennessee got a tough one. But as you guys know, Ole Miss got Southern Miss, uh, a team that pitches it really well, one of the best uh, pitching teams, at least on the front end, uh, in college baseball. I mean, they're top 10 in most pitching categories. Then they get Florida State, who's nationally ranked, according to D1 anyway. And then SEMO, who's got a true ace. And then you juxtapose that, of course, in this state with Mississippi State's regional, who features uh, Samford, the Bulldogs, VCU, and Campbell. And you're going to get some hand-wringing about who's got the toughest regional, you know, the the conspiracy stuff with John Cohen being on the selection committee and and all that stuff. I will say this, though. if I'm going to say a few things today, obviously. But if you think that, the selection committee screwed Ole Miss while, while helping Mississippi State. I, I mean, I understand where those conspiracies come from. Come from. I, I don't buy them, but I, I see where they come from. Um, but Ole Miss's draw two years ago was. <laughs> I mean, go go back and look at Ole Miss's draw in 2019. The, the committee did them some favors uh, that year. Of course, they had to go to Arkansas for the Super, but their regional draw was. Very nice. Very good draw. So, you know, there's give and take there. But I certainly see why fans are are bothered because your regional is tough and and Mississippi State's regional is easy and stuff like that. But can we stop? uh, I'm talking specifically to Mississippi State fans right now. Stop trying to convince people that that's not the case. Don't worry about it. Don't care about it. I, I can't tell you the number of people that either tweeted this at me or uh, sent it into the radio show. So I'm going to show it to you on the screen right now. Um, Here it is. This right here. This right here, where the uh, RP, it's comparing the the Starkville and the Oxford Regional with RPI rankings of the team in it. VCU apparently has the number 30 RPI, Southern Miss is 24. Campbell has the number 37 RPI, Florida State number 45. And Samford has the number 54 RPI, and SEMO has 82. 
So Mississippi State's regional, excluding the host, is an average RPI of 40, and Ole Miss's is an average RPI of 50. And people are using that as some kind of like, a, well, see, the Starkville regional is actually tougher than the Ole Miss regional. I Like I said on Twitter yesterday, I, there is not a single Mississippi State fan, not one, and that includes Chris Limonis and John Cohen, that would trade regionals, not one. So, so what I'm saying is just own it. Don't try to convince people like me or anybody else that your regional is more difficult. It's okay that it's not because it's not. I promise you not a single person that works in athletics at Mississippi State or is on the team would rather play Ole Miss in the teams that they're playing as opposed to yours. There's not a single one, not one. So stop, don't don't worry about it. Don't try to convince me. Don't try to convince Richard Cross or anybody that is talking about regionals that yours is more difficult. And as Brian points out, the RPI comparison is nonsense. Florida State's RPI is flawed because of the ACC schedule. Committee should have sent Florida State to Starkville and Campbell to Oxford. Um, I mean, the RPI is flawed this year. Fairfield is number two. So if we're going to use RPI as the end-all, be-all, then Fairfield's better than Mississippi State. They're not. So don't worry about it. You got an easier draw. Good. Own it. Be happy about it. And and honestly, you should have gotten an easier draw. You're the number seven overall seed. You're the number seven overall seed. You should have an easier draw than the number 12. You you should. That's exactly how it should work out. Now, Tennessee's got a gripe. Let Let me find their regional. I don't remember off the top of my head exactly... Uh, every team in their regional. So just for the for the sake of getting it right, uh, they have Duke, who's really good, Liberty, who was dominant in their league, and Wright State, who's the best four in the tournament with a true ace throwing on Friday night. Tennessee being as high as they are, being the number three overall seed, getting that draw, uh, they should be mad. <laughs> Tennessee should be mad. But... If you're a state fan trying to convince people like me that your regional's tougher, it's not. It's simply not, and that's okay. It shouldn't be. It should not be because you're higher seeded than Ole Miss. Therefore, your regional draw should be easier than that of Ole Miss's. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. And one of you says it's baseball. Just play the games and see who comes out on top in the end. Yeah. Um, I know it was really long yesterday, so some of you probably missed it, but I talked about that some yesterday. I don't like the the draw complaining. I don't I don't subscribe to it, honestly. I don't I don't like I don't like hearing it. Because while it's true that Ole Miss got a really tough draw, really tough draw. Southern Miss is good. They're very good. They pitch it really well. Florida State should have been a two seed. Ole Miss has two two seeds in their regional. And then Simo, while really bad everywhere else, is going to throw a guy on Friday night that has shown that he can be capable against SEC lineups, at least one with Arkansas this year. And it's not easy. But like I said yesterday, none of that should matter. None of it should matter because you are a one seed for a reason. You are playing this regional in your ballpark for a reason. You won 21, 21 of Ole Miss's wins came against SEC teams. You should be, should be, better than Southern Miss, this Southern Miss team, this Florida State team, and SEMO. 
So as long as Ole Miss plays to their capabilities, they will come out of this regional. So so who cares what, what Mississippi State's draw is? Who cares if you think the NCAA screwed you? Because what matters is if the team, if Ole Miss plays to their capability, they will win this regional. It's that simple. That's how it should be. Yes, Tennessee's draw is tough. Ole Miss's draw is tough. Mississippi State's draw is less tough. Notre Dame's draw, I would take in a heartbeat. (laughs) I would love to have Notre Dame's draw. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is play to your capability and win the games in front of you. Nothing else matters. It it doesn't matter. So I don't like the the, the complaining about a regional draw because as a one seed, out of the best conference in America, you should have no trouble feeding SEMO, even with an ace, you should have no trouble with with Southern Miss and Florida State, relatively speaking. They're good baseball teams. They can beat you, but you should win this regional. If they made odds for regionals in Vegas, Ole Miss would be favored. Take care of the business in front of you, and nothing else matters at all. Um. JP says we got to discuss the glaring weakness exposed over the weekend in Ruston talking about Southern Miss. He said a Golden Eagle starting pitching has not afforded the bullpen a ton of work outside of three guys. The weakness was exposed, he says, and something I'm worried about all season. Now I'm definitely worried about it in Oxford this weekend. Um, yeah, the whole having to bring in a shortstop thing because you're basically out of options uh, was not good. So if Southern Miss is going to get to you know, a game four in this regional, if that's how it works out. Now they could go three and zero, and it'd be fine. But let's say just Southern Miss has to play a game four. Who are they going to pitch? Because even in a regional against a team like Ole Miss, who's had bullpen issues, they're far more proven and more capable in the back end of the pen and the pitching staff as opposed to Southern Miss. So. Uh, basically, Southern Miss has to win the first two games. I don't think they're winning the regional by coming out of a loser's bracket situation. Uh, I don't think so. They just they, You're right, JP, is, is they got exposed some uh, with uh, a lack of pitching. Um, they just haven't needed it. You know, I mean, they've got guys that are throwing complete games. And, I mean, you played seven inning games on Saturdays this season, and um, it's a different animal when, when you're playing Rice and, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky versus what you'll see this weekend in Florida State and Ole Miss. So a completely different thing. So I, I'm with you. Brian says no one in their right mind could honestly say they would rather play Southern Miss in Florida State than Campbell and VCU. I mean, you're exactly right. But if I were a Mississippi State fan, I would be la- own it. I mean, I would even go all in on the John Cohen fixed it and the baseball committee hates you thing. I, that's where I would go. Just own it. Your regional's easier. It's okay. Nothing wrong with it. You earned it. You still have to go win the games. VCU's won something like 19 in a row or whatever. Um, I mean, it's not like they're bad. It's not like Campbell's bad. They just won their conference tournament. But just own it. That's what I would do. Don't don't try to convince people like me that it's it's tougher because we're not going to believe you and nobody believes you. So just go all in on the other side. Damn right it's easier. John Cole's on the selection committee. Wonder how that happened. You know, that's what I would do personally. Um, and people have asked me about, you know, that kind of influence, you know, 
straight somebody straight up asked me yesterday. John Cohen definitely is the reason that State got an easy draw and Ole Miss didn't, right? Like that was the question I got. And while I'm not naive, and I, I'm sure it's difficult to sit on a committee with somebody whose team you're discussing, even though they have to recuse themselves from it. But it's not like pen meets paper and John Cohen has to sign off on the regional pairings and everybody else just says, yes, sir, and that's it. It doesn't work like that. I mean, is there a possibility that there's like a backroom deal where Cohen's just like, hey, I'll, if you do my team a favor, I'll do your team a favor? Like, I mean, I guess maybe, but it's it's a committee. There's a lot of people that have to sign off on all of this. It, it's not just him. It's not like he sat in his office and was like, you know, VCU sucks, so they're going to Starkville. Southern Miss is really good. I'm going to send those boys to Oxford. Hail State. Like, no, it, it, it cannot possibly work like that. There are other people that have to sign off on these decisions. But back to what I said before and what I was saying yesterday, it doesn't matter. Even if John Cohen pulled all these strings, and, and like you say, Cohen is the king. I mean, even if that is true, you still are better on paper than the teams in your regional. So just go win. Just go win. JP says, Scott Barry was saving arms for Sunday. I get that. But two seven-inning games a weekend and starters with a lot of complete games, that spells a little work. Keep your eye on the pen this weekend. Strong uh, strong agree there. Um, that That's the thing to watch for is what happens to Southern Miss when they win and they have to play a third game. What happens to Southern Miss if they win that third game and have to play a fourth game? What happens then? Uh, that'll be the key for them. Uh, that'll uh, that'll be the key for them. But speaking of these regionals in, in the game one, so the thing that makes these draws quite different, I think, is what will happen in the first game of these series. What will happen in the first game? For example, Mississippi State is playing Samford, a team that they smoked earlier this season. We had Chris Lamonis on the show yesterday and, you know, asked him just, you know, who are you going to start on Friday? And uh, he wouldn't commit to anything because why would he? He doesn't need to right now. He certainly doesn't need to tell us. So I, I understand why he was playing coy with us uh, as, as far as his starting pitching goes. Uh, but I think for, for Mississippi State, it's it's pretty simple, actually. Um, anybody else besides McLeod and Bender? Literally anybody else. Take your pick. Doesn't matter who, honestly. Um, because, quite frankly, uh, while Samford has a pretty decent bullpen arm, actually, a guy that will come out of the pen that's 9-0 on the season, uh, really good pitcher. As far as starters goes, they, they don't have an ace like Wright State does. Uh, go look at Grand Canyon. Here, I- I'll pull it up, actually. Grand Canyon um, is the, the last team I wanted to see in game one. Like, I know SEMO's got a got an ace, but Grand Canyon is going to be starting a guy in game one of their regional against Arizona. Uh, wait, wait till you hear these numbers. I, I should have had this up. I apologize. I'm having to stall a little bit. But wait till you see and, and hear what, Grand Canyon is going to be throwing at Arizona. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that Arizona is coming out of the losing bracket. I I know that sounds crazy. It's possible. 
Um, so I'm going to butcher this last name. Uh, uh, Pearson Ohl, O-H-L, Pearson Ohl. Um, he's 8-0 on the year. He's got a 2.2 ERA. Has 60 strikeouts and 60 innings pitch, and opponents hit 205 off of him. And get this, six complete games. I know Grand, it's not like Grand Canyon has got a, a schedule that is filled with teams that just mash the baseball, right? I mean, they don't. But that's what Arizona's going to have to see. A guy that out of his nine starts this year, six of them, he's gone the distance. Six of them. That's crazy. So, I mean, for state fans, I mean, count your lucky stars. You have Samford because they're not, Samford can't throw a guy like that. They don't have that uh, on their roster. So I think Chris Lamonis's decision on Friday afternoon is a really easy one. Anybody but McLeod and Bender. <laughs> I mean, I know there was an audition in the SEC tournament that, that didn't go particularly well. I, I get that. Um, I wouldn't mind throwing him again, though. That's just me. Um, Samford is not a team that you should be even remotely worried about or scared of. And it, it, this should be a very comfortable win. So um, he was coy with us yesterday, but I think I think the decision's already been made, honestly. Um, and I think Mississippi State's not going to start McLeod or Bender in game one. And VCU or Campbell is going to have to face uh, – a really good starting pitcher and probably arrested Landon Sims. <laughs> That's the approach for Mississippi State. I think it's very easy. I don't think it's controversial at all. I don't think there's really another option. I would be shocked, honestly, if uh, McLeod took the mound in game one. I, I would be genuinely shocked if that's how Mississippi State approaches this because they got a four seed that doesn't even make you think about it. You don't have to think about it. It's it's that simple, at least uh, in my opinion. And I think that that's how it's going to work out. Chris Lamonis is a very analytically thinking, forward-thinking kind of guy. And um, I think that's how he's going to approach it. A little bit different story for uh, for Ole Miss because SEMO does have a true ace. Uh, they've got somebody that kept Arkansas in check. Two runs and six and two-thirds of an inning or six and one third of an inning. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but a guy that kept the number one team in the country in check and guy that re- really has been good all season. And he throws lower nineties from the left side. And, um, the old Mrs. Lefty heavy lineup actually splits pretty well against lefties. Tim Elko slugs at like 1000 against lefties. Um, that's not really going to be an issue for for Ole Miss. At least I don't think so. They see this kind of stuff every weekend in the SEC multiple times. Good pitcher, but it's not something they haven't seen before. But because he is a good pitcher, because he can solo lineup down, at least it kind of makes you think about the decision a little bit more if you're Ole Miss as far as who's starting on game one. Just like Chris Lamonis, Mike Bianco was on the radio show yesterday with us, and he gave an answer that I was actually quite interested in. I, I expected him to, to go all coach speaky because he's mastered coach speak. Um, but he said yesterday, and I'm paraphrasing here, it's not about winning game one. 
It's about doing what's best to win the regional. Now, hold on a second. That doesn't mean that Nikhazy won't start in game one because maybe that's what they've decided. The best way to win the, reg- win the regional is to start him on Friday. But that at least tells me that they're considering not running him out there. That tells me that they had some kind of a meeting yesterday and at least considered the idea of you're more likely to beat SEMO with Derek Diamond than you are Southern Miss. You are more likely to beat SEMO with Derek Diamond than you are Florida State. So take your chances in game one, put, putting Diamond across from a uh, a capable pitcher and have Nikhazy ready for a Southern Miss slash Florida State matchup as opposed to burning Nikhazy against a SEMO team who otherwise, aside from a decent pitcher, not very good, or use him in game two. That is not something I expected to hear from him, honestly. And to tell you the truth, guys, I I know in this business, you're supposed to have pick a side, right? And have a controversial controversial opinion, right? One is correct. The other one is wrong. Here's why I'm right. Here's why that other side is wrong and not waver. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, But I'm not going to do that here. Uh, To tell you the truth, when when I look at this decision, like I said for for Mississippi State, I think there's one answer. I think it's a very easy decision. You don't start McLeod or or Bender. You you just push them both back a day. And, I mean, you could throw anybody. Harding, I suppose. Um would start game one. I think that's it's an easy decision. It's probably already been made. But whatever Mike Bianco decides, I don't think either one is the incorrect decision. And straddling a fence ends up being wrong regardless. But I don't think either one is a bad decision. I can wrap my mind around both of them. Both of them make sense. Because on one hand, you can't let Simo beat you, and they've got a guy that can. But on the other... If Derek Diamond can't beat SEMO, then you're not winning your regional anyway. So forget it. I can actually wrap my mind around and justify both decisions. And if it if either one is made and it doesn't work, I won't criticize it because I can see both of them. If Diamond pitches the way he did last week and McDaniel pitches the way he did last week, you're not losing to Southern Miss and Florida State anyway. If they pitch like that again, So I can rationalize both of them. Both of them make sense. I won't criticize either one if they don't work out. I'm straddling a fence. And that's not good in this business, I'm aware. But I am straddling a fence with this. I think they're both right. Or or both justifiable, anyway. And um, you will not see me criticizing if it doesn't work out. You mark, mark uh, mark my words on that. I won't do it. So... Boy, this is fun, isn't it? I'm so glad this is happening. Um, something that I'm really excited about, too, um, is uh, the towns. I, I know it's it sucks that Hattiesburg couldn't take advantage of this. Uh, just Southern Miss just couldn't get it done in the Conference USA tournament. But, I mean, you guys are kind of aware of what happened over the last year and three months. And um, college towns really took a hit. No football, at least not real. Um, you know, a fourth of the crowd. And 
like an Oxford double decker was canceled. Uh, Starkville, same thing, right? You had limited to basically empty capacity in basketball. Football wasn't the same. You couldn't have large crowds in your towns. The start of baseball season was even all jacked up. And uh, I'm really excited and happy for local businesses in both places um, in the area of Oxford and Starkville who uh, will have 35, 40,000 people over the course of three days in the town spending money, hanging out, buying beers and food and clothes and staying at hotels and getting some of that money back because um, it's been tough. And uh, although we're on the, seems like we're on the other side of this thing, it still doesn't mean that the last year or so didn't happen. So I'm pretty psyched for the local businesses in town to uh, to get a weekend like this that they uh, that they get to benefit from. So thank you guys for tuning in. I've got to run. I am out of time this morning. Uh, I've got to go. But thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, always glad. Thank you for the engagement, by the way. Uh, Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook all commented this morning. So that's pretty cool. Uh, thank you guys uh, for being a part, especially you, JP. You're uh, you're uh, you're an OG and a big supporter of mine. So I'm always glad you're with me, man. But uh, for for Brian and uh, everybody else that commented this morning, keep doing it. It's more fun when you guys are a part. So thank you. And uh, I'll be on the radio this afternoon, of course, and then um, see you guys tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good one. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.